We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello, friends. Kirk Henderson and Josh Bo joining you from Mavs Moneyball here after, uh, what day is it? It's Tuesday night, about 10 o'clock. And the Mavericks just dispatched to the Minnesota Timberwolves, 114 to 102. And what was one of the stranger basketball games we're going to see this season? How are you, Josh? I'm doing okay. I'm a little stunned at, at the result we just witnessed, and I kind of kept waiting for the Wolves to just kind of put the game away after they kept making so many runs in the second half, mm-hmm. and it never, it never happened. Um, probably the most unlikeliest Mavericks win we've seen in years. I think. Uh, I mean, this so, is a really crazy game. So, so for for context, like, and I'm having this discussion with multiple friends. So, the Wolves were without Patrick Beverly and Anthony Edwards and Josh Okogie, and then Jared Vanderbilt, who were part of their rotation. They're also without Torian Prince. All five of those guys are out with health and safety protocols. Five guys is a lot. Five guys is important. But the Mavericks were without Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis due to injury. Then they were without Reggie Bullock. Josh Green, Willie Cauley-Stein, Maxi Kleber, Tim Hardaway. Like, the Mavericks were without their rotation. The only guards who played, the only or the only players in the regular Dallas rotation that saw that, that played tonight were Dorian Finney-Smith, Dwight Powell, and Jalen Brunson. Everyone else is a ninth man or more that played, right? Yeah, and Finney-Smith is the only regular, you know, maybe Finney-Smith and Powell are the only regular starters. And those, you could argue they're the two worst starters. Right, because like the, the Wolves had Carl Anthony Towns, who you know played a, a he had twenty six fourteen and seven with five turnovers, um, and then Jaden McDaniels, who many Wolves fans think is like one of the next big things, had, he he had eleven points and eight boards, and then you know D'Angelo Russell was a horrid four of eighteen from the floor, and uh, uh, Beasley um, Malik Beasley played like. The Wolves had better players. Like, I, 
I was I got into an argument with a couple of my Wolves fans friends, and I'm like, guys, like I, I don't think you understand. The Mavericks played three players that they signed off the street in the last 16 hours, minutes, and not just a few minutes, significant minutes. <laughs> yeah, Penson played 22 minutes off the bench, and Marquise Chris played. 16 minutes off the bench and close the game. And neither of those guys were on the team yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just I mean, a wild, like just cr- crazy. It's, it, I think the two, two things that are crazy about it. One, not only that they won, but they scored 114 points. Mm-hmm. And there's maybe mm-hmm. one guy on, that they played tonight that can dribble like, or maybe two Trey Burke and Brunson. I mean, I made I made the joke that the Mavericks solved all their offensive woes by getting rid of all their best offensive players. <laughs> I mean, I guess they scored fifty points in the paint tonight. <laughs> they outscored the Wolves in the paint with Jalen Brunson, who like with Jalen Brunson being the only like logical person to do that. Like they outscored the Wolves in the paint with Marquise Chris and Penson and Nilakina and Sterling Brown and Dorian fin- like. I'm I'm still shocked at the result of this game. It is it is crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's one of these just kind of ridiculous things that I am I don't really know how we talk about this game either. If um, I were a Wolves fan, I would be like walking into the woods right now to never return. Like that's well, a, I, I don't that's think horrible like the loss fans, for them. The Wolves fans that I'm friends with don't seem to understand that the Mavericks had more key players out. Like that was the con like was having this conversation with two friends and it's just like, well, this, you know, it just, it happens. This is all, and I'm like, no, this really shouldn't have happened. I mean, mm. the Mavs stink too. I, I, you know, I, it's such a funny game. Like I don't really know how to talk about it because I don't think we really take much away from it. Big picture. Like I am really delighted that we got to see guys play hard and have fun because that was one of the more joyful games that the Mavericks have played yes. in a while. Um, past that like i i don't want to take like i don't want to draw any like like hey this is you know this is a really great conclusion because marcus chris you know came off the street and had six points and eight rebounds and like i'm glad he did like that's where i'm gonna go with that like i'm glad it happened right like they play the bucks and the jazz next so um, right like you can't just look at this and be like ah like they like there's no this is just the Mavericks are in survival mode right now. I mean, there's no other way to say it because they're missing like seven rotate like major rotation pieces. Like the team in presumably about a week or two is going to not look anything like what we saw tonight. So trying to take any long term things from this is just foolish because we're seeing lineups and minutes and rotations that we will never see again when things are are closer to normal. So you really just look at it and you go, just you you're just thankful. Like and they played hard. And, and you know, maybe the only thing I could take away from this game is it was very interesting to watch a Mavericks team that didn't feel like uh, they were completely behind the eight ball in terms of athleticism. Um, which was kind of nice change of pace. Replacement player Theo Penson after playing 22 minutes in his Mavs debut. They were calling stuff. I had no idea what it was. I was just reading off my teammates. <laughs> <laughs> right. And like that's that's exactly what like what can you expect? What more could you expect out of, out of these guys? And he had four steals in 22 minutes. I mean, he played a pretty good. I mean, he didn't he kind of Look, ran out of steam in the second half, but that's okay. Like he sure. did some things. He did sure. some cool things. 
Yeah, I mean, like, like at some point, there's just the thing I take away from the game is that I'm glad they won and it was fun because I've needed to have a little bit of fun with some of these grindy ass games in the middle of the holidays, and that is this is kind of where I want to leave it. Um, I think that if they're forced to play more of these guys on Thursday's game, if they, you know, there's nothing wrong with stealing games because the Mavericks have, have lost some games that they should have won. So stealing games that maybe they should have lost is fine. It happens. Right. And it it is, you know, it seems like with these health and safety protocols, it's usually like guys are, unless you're LeBron, uh, it feels like you're out for, not maybe up to you know up to a week it feels like you know at least like you know a handful of days and a lot of the Mavericks just entered the protocols except for you know Reggie Bullock and Josh Green already missed a game but like this was Maxie's first missed game this was Tim Hardaway Jr.'s first missed game so uh the, you know the, the, like Luca will will presumably come back in one of these next two games I can, he's like there's no way he's gonna miss the Christmas game uh yeah, so like Luca yeah. will be back but i mean there's a there's a decent chance there without bullock green hardaway and maxi for you know um at least another game or two so mm-hmm. um so like to get this type of win is nice because the next two games could get ugly um but the important thing to note about like this game or if things continue and they have to keep playing these guys minutes in the next game is like for the first time in a while it feels like you know a Mavericks loss doesn't feel won't feel like soul crushingly like existential nightmare crisis because you know if you're losing games where you have to play Penson 22 minutes like if he has to play 22 minutes against the Bucks like and the Mavericks lose by 15 like it's like you can't get too mad at that you know this isn't like this is a different like the Mavericks are in a different stretch right now where it feels like like I said, the goal is to just survive and try to come through the other side in the best shape possible. And then we can kind of resume judging this team uh, on the standards that we had previously. But right now, like that's kind of all out the window. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure the Mavericks are, are mainly telling themselves that they like need to get through this and then they'll figure it out, which is likely what like half the NBA is saying. Yeah. So it's, you know, you just kind of go with it. Um, I will say that that I think it's really time we address like the fun part of the game and Dirk Nowitzki calling the game with Mark Folliwell and Jeff Skin Wade. And I thought he was outstanding. Um, and not just like, not just outstanding in relation to what we've been used to with Harp, who I know Harp is not everybody's favorite guy but you know i think he does pretty well compared to a lot of the league I, I listen to a lot of other teams broadcasts um all you know all these local broadcast teams leave things to be desired but dirk was dirk was like flat out good what do you think yeah i think the best thing i saw online that kind of summed it up best was he he felt like the equivalent of like a tony romo who does nfl games mm. in terms of how perceptive he was and the way he was calling things out and like seeing things that were happening before they actually happened uh, was really cool to see. And, you know, maybe a lot of that is because he so recently played, you know, he's only been retired for a couple of years now. So, you know, I mean, I know it's a new coaching staff with the Mavericks, but, you know, the play calls and the coverages, like it's still extremely fresh for him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the league has not, you know, he's not, he played in this era. He's played with these guys that are on the floor, uh, like yep. a lot, you know, a lot of these guys. So, like, I, I think 
it was really cool to see him kind of peel back the curtain a little bit and be able to give us a viewpoint that is kind of difficult to have because, you know, this is nothing against the, you know, other color guys, but, you know, they've been out of the league 20, 30 years and it's just sure. a different perspective. Like Dirk is just seeing things that only he can see in terms of being a player that's only been retired for two years. Like it's just, well, it's just a cool thing. And, you know, if we're going to get into like the, the really like the, the specific part of where these color, these teams run into issues, like Mark Followell is an unbelievable preparer and researcher like the the things he brings to games is often so interesting and i've heard him talk about his process it's really something i will say that i don't think harp prepares the same way and that's okay they have different jobs but one of the things that will vex me when i'm watching the game is like sometimes harp will simply say a thing that is has n- like is just wrong it, it is like the call, like what he is seeing is not what happened and so it's like it's kind of like wild, like talking, you know, watching Dirk because he he's sitting there saying, you know, that that call that Jason Kidd uh, had to challenge on that Dorian Finney-Smith foul call. He's like, yeah, he fouled them. Like, what are we doing? You know, <laughs> and it's just it's it's little stuff like that that was kind of refreshing, and not just because it was Dirk, but because it like it felt like the game was being called by a person who has a vested interest in Dallas winning, but wasn't sugarcoating anything, and that's kind of way almost every local broadcast has gone the last 10 years where it's like you have guys that are your team's commentators and that's okay. It was just, it was, it was a nice change of pace. I mean, I, I always thought, I thought earlier in the year when Harp was out, I thought like follow and skin did a really good job together. I think sometimes three men boosts are really difficult, but you know, th- those three had a nice, nice thing going like Dirk, like, like casually cooking Carl Anthony towns, for that best shoot, you know, big man shooter alive comment was like a highlight of my year. <laughs> um, just it was because it, you know, it was a stupid comment. I've all the, you know, the, the people who were, and what I went and found the initial interview, he said it unprompted. He like wasn't asked a question. He was asked about like a partnership and who does he, uh, it was, it was in a big interview about who does he, uh, you know, who does he model his game after? And he just sort of slipped that in unprompted. So I'm gonna make fun of him. I'm sorry. It's like, I'm the best thing ever when I can't win basketball games. Like no one cares. I don't know. That that yeah. whole thing frustrated me. And I get where people are coming. It's all statistically, blah, 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 blah. Okay. You know, statistically he doesn't win shit. So I don't care. <laughs> yeah. And especially in a game like this where like, I know he had the numbers uh, at the end of the day, but uh, you know, I'm probably going into a little bit of tangent here, but I don't know if I've ever done a 180 more on a guy after watching him closely in two straight games and then, then towns, like, I mean, the amount of like losing basketball plays that dude makes on a regular basis, despite the fact that he can still put up like 28, you know, 12 and, and seven in his sleep is remarkable. Uh, there was a stretch that, you know, I think that the Timberwolves were up or the Maverick. I can't remember. It was a one point game. It was when the game was 95, 94. I think the Timberwolves were down by one or up by one. I can't remember. But it was right before the Mavericks kind of went on that huge run and put the game away. And he had a driving, like, running hook shot against three defenders. Uh, He missed it. He jogged up the court. Uh, He was behind everyone on the play, Uh, despite the fact that, like, you know, there was kind of like a jostling for the – like, he had time to get back into the play. And he jogged Mm -hmm. up the court. Dorian got a wide open three because Chris ran to the front of the rim and and the Wolves had to rotate and leave the Dorian open in the corner because Cat was like at the three point line when Chris was at the rim. 
Uh, and then after that, uh, the next time down the floor, he just like space cadet lost Chris near the, the basket and Chris got a dunk. And before you know it, the Mavericks were up like 99, uh, 99-94. So the Bulls were up one. So like they lost, like they went from up one to down two possessions in like 30 seconds. And the game was never a one possession game after that. Uh, and like he did some of those plays in the first, you know, the first game the Mavericks played, and like that's in addition to some of like the turn awful, awful turnovers he has. Like he had five, but they all felt just like awful turnovers. Um, Honestly, like, it was just crazy. It was it was it was crazy. Just like seeing that sequence, uh, it just it wasn't it wasn't good. Can I give an unfair comparison that's going to make people really pissy with me? It- sure was not unlike some of the Luka Doncic performances we've seen this year. Yeah, that's fair, especially this season like where he yeah, has that's been why able I said to... this year, like yeah. some of the some of the like hey cool you got a triple double while getting beat by 15 like right <laughs> and you know not looking good on defense and jogging <laughs> back and like yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I I totally get it. And you know the difference between Cat and Luka is that Luka has had like you know, he's played in like seven or, or no no not seven he's played in like 13 playoff games and, and look like a look like a right. terminator uh but yeah he's definitely he's definitely had some moments this season that where he is not he has looked like that uh you know what cat looked like in the fourth i wish game. i do wish we would have gotten to see anthony edwards like he's just a fun basketball player yeah and then man is it never more evident that he is like the heart and soul of that team already uh that which is just absolutely wild to me like Feels like if they had him tonight, they would have won this game by like 15 because he wouldn't have let them, you know, he wouldn't have let them get played off the court like they were at times, um, which is wild because he's what, like 22 or 21, however old he is. Um, So, yeah, that's crazy. Like, I felt like this game, I know we're a Mavs podcast, but like that was like like the, 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 the talking points to me were like, holy crap, what is wrong with the Timberwolves? Like, this is... This is bananas. I, I I cannot believe this. Uh, and for the Mavs, it's just like, man, just take it, move to the next one, and and be happy, and be happy that it was like a fun game. Like, yep. you would, if if you told someone the lineup the Mavericks were rolling out there and be like, oh, hey, by the way, they won. Can you guess the final score? You'd be like, oh, it's probably like some really awful eighty-eight to eighty-three sure. game. And when KP was out, I was just basically prepared to write, you know, to come in here and say like, what did we expect to happen? Right, exactly. <laughs> so anyways. Well, I think we should get on with our uh with our Tuesday and cool. um enjoy life. That I recommend to everyone else uh do the same. I think we will be back Thursday. Um or one of us will be at some point. I, I'm up here with my in-laws and I keep waiting for something to happen. I also keep trying to see Spider-Man, which I don't know. Like I it, 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 I, it was funny. I most of the theaters I checked tonight had four more showings than they did like last night. It was good. And I, I couldn't go because we were watching the game, but it was very frustrating last night. It was like, that was our open night. And like the last showing at most of the theaters around here was like at eight o'clock. I'm like, what is happening? Oh, get back to DFW, my friend, where they will show movies up till like 1145. <laughs> <laughs> you All will right, see Spider-Man. This has been Kirk and Josh. Everyone have a good uh, rest of your week. Hope people aren't having to work too hard, but you know, knowing, knowing the way the world is, that's probably not the case. We'll be back on Thursday. Everyone have a great uh, rest of your week. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.